Hey, Brian. Yep. Happy slaps giving. Now, get him. Did, did, did they get you? <laughs> I found a hitman on Craigslist. You know, it's funny because I literally tried to do that in a podcast. You remember that? <laughs> you tried to find a hitman on Craigslist? Listen. No. <laughs> he's getting some I, bad feedback here. If he didn't show up. We were talking about how I met your mother. And I thought of it during the podcast. And so I, I texted your wife and I said, can you please at some point just walk into Matt's recording and slap him in the face? And she either didn't get it or just decided not to do it. I thought that would be so funny, but I thought of it too late. Dude, she comes in and just slaps me all the time. That's just, I'll just be sitting well, there. And she's like, Psh. well, she didn't do it that day. Well, <laughs> that was, that was one of our good days. <laughs> yeah. Hey everyone, welcome back to TV guys. And if you can name all 50 states by the end of the episode, you get a prize. I'm Matt. I'm Brian. And we are talking not only about Thanksgiving episodes, but we are pitting two big shows against against each other. Uh, Friends and How I Met Your Mother, both of them had several Thanksgiving episodes. So we're going to look at both series and we're going to pit them against each other. And we're going to say who's the better one and what are some of our favorite episodes from there. Um, can I just say what I think now and then we end the episode? <laughs> I mean, it's really it's kind of a David and Goliath thing. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I don't know if there's anyone listening who's like, How I Met Your Mother is the better one. Okay. I will give props to How I Met Your Mother for having the recurring uh gags and for them to committing to gags. And we'll we'll get into that when we get into those episodes. Yes. But I mean, Friends is known for their Thanksgiving episodes. They're the yeah. ones like a lot of shows did Christmas episodes every year and friends did some, but mm-hmm. it was, they were the ones who decided, no, Thanksgiving is going to be our thing. Yeah. I mean, they even like friends actually did. I was looking through these cause I, I rewatched all the friends Thanksgiving episodes. And so I'd be looking for, Oh, which one's the Thanksgiving one. And there was one season, I think it was like season five. They actually had two Christmas episodes. I was like, Hey, good they on did? you guys. Yeah. Cause one of them was the Monica was making chocolate. Um, and then the other one was the holiday armadillo. They had both of those. And so it was like, I know her those making both chocolates. seven, not yeah. five. Whatever. So she, <laughs> I, know, I know that she's making those candies and, yeah. and that's not specifically Christmas. It was just holiday season, but still I'm like, Oh, that surprised me. I, I thought these were separate years. Yeah. Nope. They're not <laughs> spoiler. There you go. <laughs> no, like I, yeah, I was, I was, as I was watching through both of them, I'm like, one of these is definitely the winner. Like some of these are so iconic and there's good stuff in the slaps giving or in the Thanksgiving things. Like, Oh, we'll get to my favorite episode of how I met your mother. That's that Thanksgiving themed and spoiler alert it has nothing to do with slaps giving. My favorite episode of how I met your mother is not a Thanksgiving episode, but it does have to do with slapping. <laughs> No, yeah, my that's the the initial slap bet is also my favorite. I was saying my favorite Thanksgiving episode of How I Met Your Mother has nothing to do with Slapsgiving. That's what I, I mean. think. Eventually, when we do one of our, another one of our, we break down an episode episodes. I think slap bet for How I Met Your Mother has got to be the one. Yeah, like seriously, like introducing both Robin Sparkles and Slap Bet in the same episode is just utterly fantastic. Yeah. But we're not here to talk about that one. <laughs> <laughs> we're not, but there's good stuff there. So let's let's start with Friends because that is like to me the clear one. I know we're saying, "Oh, it's good. Who's gonna win?" We know who's gonna win. All right, guys. Like how I yeah. met your mother was was good. Um, real quick, it, yeah. You said saying David and Goliath isn't the best exa- best example because David won. <laughs> that's fair um how about goliath national bank versus the arcadia sounds good or goliath versus anyone else but david <laughs> you don't know we don't know goliath's track record he was just a big dude and they're all like well we're not gonna fight him like no no one fought i mean i'm sure he was an accomplished warrior and he had a backstory and everything but no we didn't see any of that we only saw the one fight and goliath is 0 for 1 my friends so 
in friends how do you, do you want to go on season by season or do you want to just say which are like the best friends thanksgiving episodes yeah let's hit let's hit a couple of the big ones because there there's some fine friends thanksgivings like they they did nine of them they did skip one season but they did they did nine out of the ten and mm-hmm. some were really really good and some were just like there and so like yeah. for me you know i watch that the first Thanksgiving episode that they had and f- the one where underdog flies away. And that one was like, a, Oh, they're just there. It's fine. It's yeah. not like blows me away. But then some of the best episodes of friends are like, there is one that I just go back to this. Well, all the time. I love this yep. episode. So we'll, we'll get to that one there. So where, which one do you want to start with? Well, um, why don't we just start with that one? I think I think I think you're talking about season six, right? That's I thought I think is probably the best Thanksgiving episode, which is yes. What's it called again? It's Rachel the, with the trifle. No, the one where Ross got high. Oh, that's right, the one where Ross got high. Yeah, because Ross's parents think that Chandler got Ross high because turns out Ross got high in college and blamed it on Chandler and all these years. Which is probably a bit of a retcon because I don't know how much the Gellers had interacted with Chandler beforehand, but they definitely weren't giving him the death stares in the previous five seasons that they were now. No, I mean, the most we got from it, I mean, another Thanksgiving episode, actually, the most we got from that is like them having some snide comments about like, oh, he shows up with Ross and it's like, oh, this is uh, my friend Chandler. He hates everything to do with Thanksgiving. Like, oh, thank you for bringing him then. Like, yeah, and, then, and that's uh, more aimed at Ross just being oblivious than, and than anything. I know everyone mentions the Judy Geller line. There's a lot of information to get in 30 <laughs> seconds, but let's also not uh, underestimate. There's a toe in my kitchen. <laughs> I like Judy has some fine lines. I love Jack though. Jack. Oh yeah. Jack is one. Of, I don't remember where he ranked in our top 100 or top whatever uh, uh, we did. It wasn't a hundred. It was like 20. <laughs> It's close. 20 to 100. He was, he, I think, I, I, if I remember right, he was fairly high. I think he was in the top 10. Man, and I, I think, could be wrong. I think even just the one line during the wedding episode where oh. it was like, oh, you're looking for Chandler? Yeah, yeah, we're playing hide and seek. Well, I can't tell you where he is, son. That's cheating. My favorite Ben line is when, uh, uh, or I say ben, uh, Jack line is, is about Ben, his grandson. In season nine, when Emma is born, and Jack's looking at there and he says, like, my first grandchild. And Ross is like, what about Ben? And he's like, of course, I met my first granddaughter. And then he turns to whoever texts him and is like, oh, wow, I forgot my grandson. <laughs> <laughs> because the show forgets that Ben exists half the time. It does. And and so this this episode is really funny for I'm a sucker for the sitcom setup of everyone has a secret. And then it all comes out at the end. Yeah. Like I just, that you lay groundwork well and then you mm-hmm. build to it and let it all explode in the, the climax of the episode. That's yep. fun. It's always fun. I, it's the gra- it's the glass breaking episode of how I met your mother. It's uh, there, another one of these happened in everybody loves Raymond that I'm blanking on the specifics of it, but it's like anytime they do that and everyone's yelling, it's so much fun. And this one it's apart from, the like they did another secrets one with like peeing on Monica and stuff like that. And, but remember like when she got stung, they did another, like everyone's kind of got the secret and it's like slowly unraveling that this one is more, these two have secrets, but then Phoebe has something and Joey just yells because he wants to leave. And Rachel just remembers, Oh wait, I put Rachel's wasn't a secret. Rachel just realized in the moment what everybody else knew because they had the whole like fake, the fake that the trifle's good, except for Joey loved it because, of course, Joey loves it. <laughs> and so then just all the unfolding and Judy gives that great line about that's a lot of information in 30 seconds. Just great yeah. writing. It's really fun sequence. Yeah. And to end with what we said last week in the Chandler moments of the Chandler, you're the only one. <laughs> yeah. So. If you didn't listen to that episode, by the way, we did talk about Matthew Perry, talked about our, our top Chandler moments, and that was one of them that made it was from this episode. So, yeah, I think after that one, I think the next one that I would talk about would be the one with the football in season three. That's look at us. We've got a similar list because I feel like even though that episode might not have the top laughs, I feel like it's very iconic. It's it's yeah. the one that I think of when I think of Thanksgiving episodes of friends. There's just so many, like 
great moments like you know rachel always going along and, and like not not being taken uh taken seriously phoebe flashing chandler just to, to yep. get through it uh and then um what was it like the joey and chandler hitting on the dutch girl and ross and monica saying like we're not allowed to play football so our, our mom said that and then you know like the whole like uh excuse me because you're a grown adults and the conflict unfolds really naturally it, it's a really smart idea like let's start off the ross and and monica thing that's very natural extension of what you would oh, imagine yeah. their childhood was like and then joe and then the joey and chandler conflict is also very natural and yeah. then just everyone ignoring uh rachel and then phoebe just having fun she's just there to i hope both sides have fun they get to the huddle guys this is our first huddle like her just taking in the moments and just being there i i think yeah. it when you have a an episode that really plays to all the characters strengths as well oh, as yeah. an episode like this then of course it's going to be people's favorite the only thing I don't like about this is it's too campy of a joke at the very end where they're like, is there anything, is there like a national football league we could play? And they're like, Oh it's, yeah, they play on Sundays and Monday nights. Oh, I work Monday nights. Like, okay, you don't have, I don't like sports and I know what the NFL is. Like <laughs> well, they're not that you. stupid. Hey, Chandler doesn't like sports, but he watches it most Thanksgivings. And, and nearly all the Thanksgiving episodes, you either see him watching football because that has happened in three of them, or he's watching the parade. Sometimes he's watching football, even though he wants to be watching the parade instead. I think early on, Chandler was just one of the guys that he was just being sarcastic. And then later on, they kind of decided that they're going to make Chandler a little, le- a little less traditionally manly. Yeah, like, I don't think Chandler in the later seasons would ever be watching football. I think later seasons he'd be watching the parade. Ironically enough, that was actually more later seasons that he was watching football. He did oh, watch really? the parade a couple times in the late. Yeah, because it was like some of it was the joke about getting out of doing work, and he doesn't know what he's doing or he doesn't know what he's watching. Yeah. He's just you know, ah, ah, just yell at the screen every I now and like, then. Anderson just scored again. <laughs> There's, There's no, no Anderson. Anderson. I love that line. <laughs> and Angie, I actually watched that one with Angie not too long ago, and she's like, yeah. "You would totally do that if you didn't watch sports." I'm like, "Yeah, I would." Actually, I am actually starting to watch the Vikings games. Yeah, there, and, there you go. Not? Yeah, um, and their their quarterback right now, this fill-in guy, he Dobbs? is yeah, Dobbs. He's yeah. on, uh, like he's slated to be an astronaut next year. Like, what? How do you have the qualifications to do both? Like, uh, there's there's not much overlap here, but I'm a national football player. But in a year, I'm going to be an astronaut. It's just like the career path of, like, when you ask a second grader what they're going to do. <laughs> I'm going to be a football player astronaut. <laughs> I love that joke. That is well done, Brian. Go, do, go to an open mic night. You got it. Just start there. Oh. <laughs> or that's that's the only joke you got. That you do a five seconds set, and then you're like, that's my that's my time. Yeah, you're done. Uh, so, anyway, back to football, or yes. no, back to friends. Friends, yes. So we have the uh, Ross got high. The football, we do. Um, oh, let me jump over here again. Look at my notes. Um, uh, we talked about the stupid one in season one. Okay, here's here's one that's not great. Let's let's talk about one that's not as much fun. I don't okay. like the one where Chandler doesn't like dogs. I feel like the conflict yeah. of that is pointless. I like season seven in general. It's one of my favorite seasons, but that episode is just kind of like, okay. You know, I, I like the Joey States thing. And that's also when yes. Joey couldn't eat Turkey until he, until he named all the States. Ross could no Ross couldn't. Cause, Ross Cause is that like, is such yeah. a Ross characteristic. The walking in hoity toity, like, Oh, you guys, let me belittle you guys that you're so dumb. You can't name all 50 States. And then he can't remember all of them. Yeah. And, and for then, him to be so obsessed that he, like, most people are like, okay, whatever. I forgot Ohio. And then I mean, we just eat the Turkey. Yeah, exactly. And so that there's that Ted Mosby connection because Ted would do the same thing. He just mm-hmm. belittle right right away. Um, the the two yeah the two main conflicts in that are the Joey or the um, Chandler doesn't like dogs like the title says, and then the tag and Rachel thing. And I've 
I was never in on the the Rachel Tag relationship. That never no. was like this is a good storyline for me. So those being like the the weight of the episode was like, eh. but like you said, the Fifty States thing, I liked that. I also liked um, Joey's little comment about the moo point. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like a cow's opinion. Doesn't matter. It's moo. I love that. And like, uh, have I been living with him too long, or is he starting to make sense? Please don't listen to Joey. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it still has fine, fine lines because it's still a good show. It's still got the comedy, yeah. but overall, the episode didn't grip me. Yeah. So I'll go back to, on the other end. The third, what I would put as like the third best one after the ones we've talked about would be season nine with uh, Rachel's sister, Amy, and the whole who gets Emma like who's the, the line of who gets Emma if Ross and Rachel die? Yeah. That thing. I like that. And just the whole thing. Uh, Christina Applegate knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I, she, I, she did really good. Like she is very hateable, I guess. Like, I don't, I don't want to hate her, but like she does such a good job of being like, you are a terrible person and I'm frustrated on behalf of all of them. Yeah. Exactly, but she's she's terrible in the way where you I want to watch her from outside the universe. But I like I and it's kind of thing where Joey says she's the hottest girl I've ever hated, <laughs> and, and she just she's given like a really a lot of great lines of being oblivious to how awful she is. You know, mm-hmm. like f- from not realizing that Emma's name is not Emily, and yeah. then so <laughs> Phoebe. Uh, why are you making that noise, Emma? And so like thinking that Phoebe's name is Emma and that Emily's name or Emma's name is Emily. And so yeah. then she says again to them, like, Oh, darling little Emily. And they're like, Emma. And then she turns and looks at Phoebe like, Emma, I think Rachel wants to talk to you. It's Ross. Emma, Ross wants you. That's what it is. Ross. Um, and there's also the line like, um, do you mind if I go upstairs? And Ross is like, sure. We don't live there, but <laughs> Like, oh, it's just this room? I liked in this episode. Yeah, shit. That's good conflict, but is also I really liked the uh the Chandler and Monica like being the godparents and then like her belittling that and them having to stick up and then realizing, no, actually it's really without Monica, you know, they're not godparents. It's really just Monica's the godmother. Yeah. And if she was well, gone, Chandler doesn't get the baby. <laughs> Yeah, what a little subplot on that is Monica is obsessed with the, with keeping the the nice china clear. Oh yeah, and then uh, Amy's like, okay, so if Ross dies and Rachel dies and Crazy Plate Lady dies, <laughs> and I like Maha Chandler referring to her as Crazy Plate Lady at one point too. Yeah, it's crazy. She's like, if Crazy Plate Lady, if Monica dies, then I would get her. <laughs> Which do you know? Okay, that episode also has a line that is now kind of a little off. At the very end of the episode, Chandler knocks over a chair that had a box with all the with all the plates and knocks them and shatters them. And he says, oh, I guess I'm going to be the first one to die. Oh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how could you know? Like, no one can no. blame the episode. Well, but that's the that's like there's also one where they're taking the engagement photos and someone says that to Chandler looks like a drowning moron. <laughs> and then Monica's like, he's my drowning moron. He's like. Again, how could you ever know? Uh, yeah. Hopefully, I, I didn't catch that. Like, I didn't make that connection. when I've I, heard I, of people saying it. Yeah. I watched this episode recently, too. So I didn't make that connection. It's it post-Matthew Perry death, but I didn't make the connection. But yeah, that's <laughs> like, oh, well, you true, I guess. Yeah. But. So I think without those three, season six, three, and nine. Oh, it's all, it's all, it's all the nine. Three, six, nine. Those, I think, are the top, uh, in my opinion, the top of the Friends. I think if you take those out, How I Met Your Mother might be able to win against Friends. But those three are two heavy hitters. Three heavy hitters. Yeah. Um, I like the one with the late Thanksgiving in season 10. But yeah. what I will say about that one is it, it's definitely contrived. Yeah. The plot of them being late and like, you know, the guys go to the Rangers game and the girls are at the beauty pageant for Emma like that it, it, that's a forced storyline but yet they get a lot of agency out of it I can I still have a lot of fun with the jokes I Angie and I laughed really hard like this was 
we both said this towards the end. It was like, you know, Ross kind of wins this episode. David Schwimmer's uh, com- yeah. like jokes were the, the pinnacle of the episode. When, uh, when, Roy, when Roy drips his pocket, it's <laughs> a great beat where it's silence for like a second. Hey, hey, just with the hand like that's a great reaction to David Schwimmer. That is a highlight for sure. And then like they're looking, I was like, oh, uh, Ross's shirt is torn. They're late and they're sloppy. I do think they wrote this episode with the idea first of we want to get, you know, Rachel, Phoebe, Ross and Joey with their heads stuck in the door. Yeah. And then, okay, let's backwards. How do we get to get to here? So, so Joey in Thanksgiving episodes gets his head stuck in a turkey and a door. That's true. Yeah. And they use the basting to get it out. But like, he's, he's like, I, I enjoy the episode, but like I said, the plot of it sucks. I'll, I'll, I'll just say it. It's not a good plot. It's just fun lines. And at the end of the day, that's what you want for a sitcom. So, yeah. And then. Another one that doesn't age well is the one with Brad Pitt, the one with the rumor, because the whole joke is, hey, Jennifer Aniston's husband hates her in the show. And now they're divorced. So, yeah, yeah my wife said the same thing about that. Like it do- it doesn't age well. I, For me, I don't have a problem separating the comedy from like the real life stuff. I just because re- I remember at the time, like, oh, that is funny. That's funny. Like this guy who loves her is acting like he hates her. I, I think that's a funny idea. And, but you're right. It doesn't age well. Yeah. Well, and they also throw in like the, oh, Brad Pitt, who at the time was like the Hollywood hot guy. And it's like he they made jokes. Hey, you, he used to be fat like Monica used to be fat. Yep. Yeah, and I I think with the the fat jokes, like I know that that those don't age well either. But there's also something different as well. Like, so let's let's jump to the one with all the Thanksgivings. Um, yeah, because we do five, see yeah. Fat Monica in these ones, and the demeanor of Monica is more dorky. Like during her her fat stage is actually yeah. pretty funny, and that has less to do with her weight and more with her just being a doofy, insecure little girl. And so it like there's some really funny stuff from that that doesn't have to do with her weight. It just has to do with she's a dork. She was a loser in high school, and that's yeah. kind of funny. But at the same time, Ross and Chandler were losers in high school, yet they thought they weren't, and that's funny too. And mm-hmm. so it's it's a different sort of thing, and it was fun to see Courtney Cox have this kind of different side door that we don't see as much in Monica. Sure. She's still no. a dork when she's older, but she's so much less of one. She has a lot more confidence in who she is. So yeah. it's fun to see younger dorky Monica. Yeah. We, we've never seen like, like high school Phoebe or Joey. They're the, the two that we never saw that far back in flashbacks. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's it's good they don't they didn't do high school Phoebe because I mean she didn't she wasn't in high school right because she was on the streets even as a little girl and yeah. so I think it was like that would be too dark to actually show that whereas mm-hmm. high school Joey I could see us see that but like he doesn't have any connection to any of them yeah and that speaking story. of like a flashback I I stopped watching a little while ago but like Young Sheldon is still going on and I don't know if they expected to go this far but based on everything they've said on the Big Bang Theory. Pretty soon they're going to have to kill off Sheldon's dad because they said all along that he his dad died when he was like I think fourteen I think is what they, what they said and I think Sheldon and young Sheldon is getting close to that age. I thought you were going to say something about like the young Sheldon is getting close to the age of like where regular Sheldon was when the show started. Oh no, the, that's another problem. <laughs> no, he he's still a because Sheldon was like a, an adult probably in his like late twenties. When it started, I think, if I was to guess. Oh, I would have put him in the early 20s. Like, I know know for career-wise, he wouldn't have been in his late uh, early 20s, but they also were advanced and really smart, so he could have been. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just the thing. Like, And Young Sheldon is not really that big dramatic of a show, but if they're going to keep with the continuity, yeah, George is going to have to die. Anyways, let's go back to Thanksgiving and Friends. (laughs) No. Let's stick on Young Sheldon, the show that I've never watched. It's just okay. Yeah. My my parents like it, but it, it's just sitcoms hit different now. You know, with streaming TV and high quality comedies that we've seen, it's hard yeah. to go back to these what what four camera sitcoms or Yeah. Yeah. So we we got most of these episodes in. We we hit on all of them. The only one that we haven't even hit on 
Um, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. There's two. One was the one with uh, Chandler in the box. That's that's the only one we haven't hit on. I think we've we've talked about all the rest of them. What is it? Let me look at this other one while you, you go. I'll let you. Okay. I'll allow you to talk about it because I'm looking yeah. at this one. Chandler in box. I like the Chandler in the box metaphor because it's it's comedy and dramatic. We talked about this last last week as well with the Chandler moments. I don't like the whole Monica dating her ex boyfriend's son. That's creepy. And I don't remember what Ross or Rachel or Phoebe were doing. If they're just kind of there. Yeah. When I was like watching these two, I I was wondering if there was some sort of like, if there was something to be said for the fact that all the Thanksgiving episodes end up with someone else apart from season one, that there's always like a guest at the table. It's their excuse to do guest stars or to like, you know, we, even when they're not guest stars like tag or Richard's son. Yeah. Which again, you're right. is creepy that there's still like, I, it's, I don't know if it's more fun to just see these six together or if it's like, Hey, here's these six, but let's throw this wrinkle in for Thanksgiving just to mix it up. Because I get, you know, you would have extra guests on Thanksgiving. It's probably not going to be just you guys. So, Mm -hmm. and how I met your mother does the same thing too. We see a number of guests, yeah, guest see, stars like, Marshall's family. Yeah, we see everybody. Yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that is Thanksgiving. Like, I remember back in college, a couple years, um, my parents were like, hey, anyone who doesn't have anywhere to go, and then they just like, hosted a bunch of random college kids. I'm yeah. not sure. Did you ever come to one of those? Um, I think I did a couple times. Okay. Uh, I, I remember I was at a lunch where your mom made pot roast. And I had always eaten pot roast out of a crock pot. And so when she gets out of the oven, I'm like, you can put it in an oven. <laughs> well, That's- okay. My mom making a pot roast could have been any Sunday at all when we were in college. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it was special. I'm just saying I remember coming <laughs> over and eating pot roast. Okay. So before we go into How I Met Your Mother, okay, I'll, I'll share – my one of a weird tradition that my family went every day had uh, Thanksgiving with my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. We had the Jones family Sudoku challenge where we print off oh, yeah. a bunch of a bunch of the same puzzle and see who could do it the fastest. I came in third once. I've never won. Yeah, I, I remember hearing of that like when I was in college. Like that was infamous from you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who who was the best at those typically? Was it Laura? Uh, no, it was uh, it was my dad and my uncle who were both accountants. That would do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's just their way to get food first. That's, you know, pick your own strong suit. You know what you guys should do one of these years? Um, film and edit a video. And everyone has to do that. And the first one who gets it done would, would, would get to eat first. You would get to eat first every time. Actually, Paul's daughter, Paul and Laura's oldest daughter, Kayla, she has her own YouTube channel. She loves making videos. And nice. like, she's like... He's like now what I was when I was like 15, 16. So it'd be between you two. Hey, Paul Paul be. could have uh, some agency there too. He's done that before too. So it's but between you three. Would Paul be too perfectionist to do it quick? That's a great point. No. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Well played. All right. How I Met Your Mother. So How I Met Your Mother, like I, I watched all the episodes on this too. And I actually watched one extra one because in season nine, there's an episode called Slapsgiving 3. Believe it or not, it has nothing to do with Thanksgiving. So I'll go ahead and make this executive decision that even though this brings a close to the Slapsgiving trilogy, it had nothing to do with Thanksgiving. We don't need to talk about it. Yep. So there's actually and- five episodes. I missed the last one. So I, I watched the first four of them. Yep. So there two of the, of those five are slaps giving themed. Um, and then the other three are, are not. So the first one we have in season one is just the very beginning of all of it where Lily and Marshall aren't even around for it. They go up to Minnesota. Yep. And I, guess, I guess by up, it's actually a little bit down from New York and a lot more West. So they go also, over to, to Minnesota. They make, okay. They make St. Cloud to look like where you live, Matt. Like it's yep. not the middle of nowhere. Exactly. It's not like, it's really funny what people think Minnesota looks like. I'm like, you know, if you go to Minneapolis, there's a lot of buildings. If you go to St. Cloud or Rochester or Monona or Duluth, there's plenty of buildings. It's not 
far, like just snow as far as the eye can see. Yeah. So like my girlfriend's family and some of my mom's family who grew up like in, in on, on farms and stuff, they think of me and Laura as, Oh, you guys are the city kids. I'm like, then we didn't grow up in downtown Minneapolis. We grew up in the suburbs of Bloomington. There was like a black kid in my school. We were not inner city kids at all. <laughs> and and he was on all of the advertising. So wait, that's college. Yeah. There's a third category, which is suburb. I was a suburb kid. There you go. Um, yeah. So anyway, they're, they're in Minnesota and Lily uh, thinks she could be pregnant. This is before they're even married. They were, they were engaged at this point because they get engaged in the pilot episode. And so Lily was scared. She might be pregnant because she doesn't feel like she fits in with Marshall's family. Doesn't feel like she fits in in Minnesota. And then on the other side of it, Barney is uh, helping at this soup kitchen where Ted and Robin want to go and give back. And they're like, how is Barney, this horrible person that we know doing this come yeah. to find out Barney had a, um, court ordered community service he had to do and yeah. so that's that's the side of both of us this is an episode i'm like this isn't that great no. it's fine the plot a, is whatever yeah there's one cool callback that i told matt about the end of this episode ted's talking to one of the strippers and he's like i'm ted and she's like i'm amber and she's like i'm actually tracy and he's like i'm still ted and then after he says that, the Bob Saget voiceover says, and that's how I met your mother. And the kids go, what? Like, just kidding. But when you fast forward to season nine, when you meet the mother, her name is Tracy. Yeah. Which is a cool, like, I don't know if they planned it, but that'd be cool if they did. Yeah. I I would love to see the, the How I Met Your Mother show Bible and just see like, how, when did they write that in? That was going to be Tracy. When did you know, they I remember- know? towards the end I, I was listening to there was like a podcast uh, uh, by the people who ran, ran the show uh-huh. and they kept everyone's wardrobes like meticulously labeled like season 3 episode 17 season 4 so that way whenever they did like their flashbacks they could like put wow. Ted back in this outfit so maybe they did plan it because they were very into continuity on that show yeah and that that is a big major prop for the show like yep. uh, Arrested Development does running gags the best of any show I've ever seen but How I Met Your Mother d- did do really good gags and continuity mm-hmm. and callbacks and like it felt like they really expanded on Ted's stories to make it feel like all these stories are interwoven and connected because he's a dad telling stories to his kids and it's supposed to feel familiar. They did a really good job of that. So that's, that's yeah. the biggest praise I have for how I met your mother, even, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, we jump. We didn't have anything in season two. So we jumped to season three and this was the, uh, first of the slaps givings. And this was the very introduction of the idea. First of all, Lily is trying to set up this tradition for the family uh, or for the friends because she wants to do their first Thanksgiving together and um, everyone's going to be together. But Robin and uh, Ted had broken up for the previous year. And so it's still a little awkward for them. So Robin's going to bring her new boyfriend, Bob, and uh, Ted is having an issue with that. And so it's awkward all the way around there. And they start to kind of have this fight while they're there. Meanwhile, um, it, um, they're, Sorry, Marshall's not helping at all. Lily, get everything ready because she's got all this stuff to prepare for. And he's just focused on the slap. And so she gets upset with him and says, okay, there's not going to be a slap this year. And uh, then they all end up coming together and like everything is good. This episode is fine, but I have to give the big credit to the episode as it's the introduction of the general problem general problem where they do like the salute yep. after hearing something like that so i loved that joke that was a great yep. callback that they would do constantly that was good also you're skipping over another good great gag in the episode of love which is like when robin's boyfriend bob who like they say was like probably 40 so when they first see him he's like, ted's like he probably looked like this and it's like some general guy like in his 40s it's like but we all thought of him as like this and they brought in like the six, 70 80 year old man and for yeah. the rest of the episode, even though we know it's not actually someone that old, it's this they have this 80 year old man dating Robin for the episode. 
just for the visual gag of unreliable narrator. I skipped the gag because I'm like, I'm talking too much. <laughs> I don't I don't need to give as much of the overview of this episode. Whether you've seen it or you haven't. I, and if you haven't seen it, I can't do it justice. And if you have seen it, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the last thing you got to mention about this one is the You Just Got Slapped song, which comes I back expect- again in the second one. I expected more. I'm sorry. I, well, for the, in the universe, you think Marshall should have done more detailed song? No, like, okay. You're going to bring in universe into this and slaps giving three in his ridiculous big slap. He does with Barney. Once he slaps him, he has boys to men come out and sing. Um, or maybe it's all for one. No, it's boys for men. Boys it to was men. boys for men. Okay. Thank you. Boys he has to them come out and they sing that song. So it's like, you know, what is Marshall's capabilities here? If like the song was just like, okay, I expected it to it be goes, more fun, but it goes to show a show is like start small and go bigger. Like the office in the beginning, like we're not going to have any big name guest stars. And then like, okay, we'll have Will Ferrell and, and Kathy Bates and, and everybody who came down there. But in the beginning, they're like, no, it's just like how much your mother at the beginning is like, we're going to keep it, you know, a little bit more contained. And then at the end, no, let's have Marshall go on a fever dream quest to learn how to be a great slapper. I guess we did talk about that episode after all. Um, yeah, I just, I just remember being a little bit let down from this because the whole focus of the episode, they even alluded to it, either the episode or a couple episodes before that, where like Barney sees the countdown clock to Slaps Giving. And so that was like a, the end cap to one of these other episodes. So, it's building the anticipation and that's kind of Marshall's whole idea is build the anticipation for Barney instead of you never know where the sub's going to come. Now, you know exactly when it's coming. Does that make it worse? And so knowing that this was going to be resulting in a slap, it built our expectations. And I remember it not meeting the expectations I have. So it's kind of funny that it ends up being the opposite effect that they're going for in the show by doing it that way. I just thought of something else. If it was if this how much mother were made today, there would definitely be jokes about Marshall saying, I will send you a slap chat. I mean Snapchat. Yes, you're right. Of all of all the uh the puns that they made, that would then be one of them. Yes. All right. So speaking of guest stars, the next slap one has Chris Elliott two seasons later in season five with uh, Slaps Giving Two and the return of uh, Lily's dad, played by Chris Elliott. Mm-hmm. who uh, makes terrible board games. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest again with this episode. I didn't like the the tension of the episode with her and Chris Elliott. It's mm-hmm. uh, her and her dad. I, I felt like I didn't buy into it. And like again, that's why Friends is so much better because whether I bought into it or not, I was having fun in it. This episode it had some fine jokes of yeah. Robin and Ted. They were given a slap by Marshall because they found the turkey that he lost. And yeah. so they're able to save Thanksgiving. So he bequeathed them one of the slaps. And so that was fine. Like them yeah. talking over it with Barney and then they end up getting in a fight about it. And Barney's instigating and like, Oh, you, she deserves a slap, right? Ted, Ted. And like, like interjecting ad as they would fight about it. That was fine. But Lily's whole thing and her, like you're dead to me. Look was, yeah. Yeah. But I, I also don't think that her dad did, did enough to be redeemed at the end because he literally ruined the entire dinner by his like paint bile explosion with his game. Yes. And didn't care, didn't apologize. But at the end, it's like, oh, we're all family. Like, no, he ruined your Thanksgiving and was a horrible person. Like, yeah. Yeah. No lessons were learned. Nope. Chris, Chris Elliott's character also in Shit's Creek. If you ever watch that show, I can't stand it. Like I, I Chris Elliott is fine because he's always supposed to be kind of a bit of a loser. He yeah. that's his character <clears throat> type that he plays to, and like he's hilarious in Scary Movie too. He's he's fits the type in Groundhog's Day. So it's like yeah. Chris Elliott does it fine, but I just I didn't I don't like this character. I don't like his character in Shit's Creek. It's too much of this loser that like puts other people out it's entitlement yeah. too like yeah. you're a terrible person but you're entitled about it that drives me nuts and so yeah. that's why i didn't like it you know who my introduction to chris elliott was was in snow day the, the nickelodeon movie from like the <laughs> late 90s when he was snowplow man Jeez. yeah okay 
you know, we think about, it, I mean, Josh Peck, Chevy Chase, Gene Smart. There's actually a lot of good cast in that, in that movie. Chevy uh, Chase before everyone knew how terrible he was. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Well, I, we I, didn't I, know. I, Plenty of people knew. We didn't know. No, I mean, you, you throw around great cast. Like, and then you oh. mentioned Chris Elliott and and Chevy Chase. Gene Smart's well, fine. I don't is 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 Chris Elliott known to be like a jerk offset because he plays jerks. I don't think so. I haven't heard any like complaints about it, but I th- I think that's what you're you're absolutely right that he plays jerks, but it doesn't sound like he himself is one. Yeah, I don't think so. But at the same time, no one's like rushing to be like, look at how great of a guy he is. So it's like you know he's probably just a normal dude. I mean, no one says no one says how great a guy you are. That's true. I even ask Angie for compliments. She's like, I I can't today, and then she slaps me. So, uh, <laughs> let's move on to the actual like the the one that I'm gonna say. This is a really good episode of How I Met Your yes, Mother. Agreed. And I watched the it only. Today. I'm as I'm looking at this. I'm like, is this the only good Thanksgiving episode? So that is Blitzgiving. Um, it is made. So I love the concept of the blitz. I love that they moved away from slaps because just for this one, because Mm -hmm. the idea of someone who misses something cool when they leave the room, like Brian, you had this thing where you're like, Oh, I was the, I mean, your name right now is the blitz because whenever we'd go out to eat, you were convinced that if you got up to go to the bathroom, that's when the food would come every single time. And actually there's times where I, it was a running joke in my family. If we're waiting too long, we'd be like, Brian, can you go to the bathroom? We want our food. <laughs> hey, do you remember what the running joke was with me at restaurants? Yeah. No matter who spilled the drink, everyone would go, Matt. It was and always even, my fault. Somehow. Even after you moved away, we, 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 we the rest of us would go out. We would, If anyone spilled the drink, we would text you, Matt. And you'd be like, I'm not even there. <laughs> I remember that, like, the first time that happens, all you guys text me. I'm like, why is everyone yelling at me? I'm like, oh, seriously? Also, why was it so common that we spilled drinks? Could we, could we not keep our elbows off the tables or what? Uh, we were all intoxicated back then. It was youth group night every single Wednesday that we'd go out. So it was like, you don't get through youth group without chugging a couple. Or at least I also- did. Just goes to show I'm, that we were. Don't move on and not acknowledge oh. that that's a joke. People can be like, "What?" Yes, I suppose. I suppose the listeners that we know are listeners. No, that's a joke. I'm never letting him near a teenager again. No, we weren't drunk. I think the worst thing we did was when my niece, who's 13 now, is was a baby. They bring her to the restaurant, set her like in the, like the, the high chair thing. And then me and Dan would throw a blanket over her face and see how long it took her to, to fling it off of her. So. We're building her arm strength. What are you talking about? Yeah, we built up her arm strength, and now she's a great soccer player. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Paul, Laura, you're welcome. Yes. This this episode has got a number of Kayla shout-outs. It is. I, I didn't even remember. Okay, uh, uh, kind of on the lines of like Thanksgiving family dinners. You know the thing where you take baby carrots and you pinch them and they shoot across the room? We would used to shoot carrots at each other and have carrot wars at the table until my mom banned them because uh, Kayla, when she was a baby, got a carrot thrown at her head. I mean, not an accident. She caught a ricochet. We we were role models for teenagers, guys. This This was us. Yeah, there was a time when us and most of our guests we've had on were the ones in charge of being role models for teenagers if that's a scary thought yep a couple weeks ago we had alex and paul paul youth pastor alex a youth leader a certain point tammy's been on dan's been on uh your wife's been on a bunch of them have been on that's true our little team all that we're missing is uh other tammy uh amanda and wilbur and john campy and john thanks yes yes so any of those people we listed actually i've talked to wilbur about coming on for star trek That'd be great. I definitely will call him Willard the whole time and then he'll hate it. <laughs> All right. Hey, uh, so anyway, Blitz, Blitz giving. giving. Yeah. Uh, not only do we have the amazing Jorge Garcia, while he's still hot on the show Lost with a couple of different, he has two different Lost jokes that I counted, but he might have had a third yeah, one. That just I the numbers and the island. 
yeah. Um, and then we also have, oh my gosh, I just blinked Jennifer Morrison uh, from House as Zoe. Yep. She was also on uh, This Is Us. And she was on uh, Once Upon a Time. Yeah. She she is a fine TV actress. <laughs> I, I hope I never meet her and be like, hey, you did good on TV. So that's it. No, like, there's... Anyway, there, no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. I'll double down on this. There's just something about her that is, she's not a believable actress. I think she's just, she's got one of those, like, I'm concerned faces 90% of the time. Yeah. You, you watch her on House or Once Upon a Time or on This Is Us, and she doesn't feel relaxed. She just feels like, I am acting. And I'm like, all right, yeah, you are. Good job. Mm. So anyway, now that I, now that I've dragged her name through the mud, um, this episode was about um, the this idea of the Blitz, and Ted somehow ends up taking on the curse of the Blitz because he leaves early from the bar, and then they have the best night of their lives right before Thanksgiving. And then he's like, how do I get this off me? Because apparently you can transfer the Blitz. So he wants the Blitz to transfer back to someone else. And so and the it, whole episode it, it transfers to Barney when Barney takes a cab and everyone else goes together. It does. And they're taking cabs because they, in their night of drunken ridiculousness, broke his oven. So he can't make the Thanksgiving yep. food that he needs to. So they travel to all their different apartments to see who can actually make this food. And it's not working for any of them, but they had the standing invitation from Zoe, Ted's rival at the time. And yep. like, okay, maybe we can make something work and we'll go over there. Come to find out in their bickering and fighting Zoe's stepdaughter didn't want to spend Thanksgiving with her and she's kind of yep. reeling from that. So that I, I felt like that, that kind of like emotional rug pull was good. It wasn't like too much and it was just a, a, a fine way because that you knew that they were going to bring Zoe and Ted from rival hating relationship into a romantic relationship. And this was a great step in how you turned that relationship around. Yeah, exactly. I think this is, I don't know. I still have a soft spot for the first Slapsgiving, but this is probably a good second for me. I know it's your favorite. Yeah. That's the only good one. So, no. I I, I like Jorge Garcia a lot. He's just so much fun. And, like, the fact that they were meta about his jokes. They're like, someone name off numbers quick because they needed to send uh, text to someone. And he does the 4815162342, which is enough for a phone number. So, good job. Good planning, writers. You did it. Mm-hmm. so oh and again i didn't watch the last one uh the fifth one so why don't you take us through quickly the, the last how i met your mother thanksgiving episode the last one is another one that it's it's again it's fine it is in season why did i close out that because i had that i had it up here it is uh it's an episode called the rebound girl in the following season after season six so this is season um, seven yes <laughs> It's a normal way to say it. <laughs> what is what are you, Michael Scott? Explain to me like I'm six. Okay, and then next year I'll be seven. <laughs> All right. So this episode called The Rebound Girl is um Barney, like they, they kind of give the the gist of it in in case you had been watching where it's like uh kids you got to understand we were in a bad spot and so like talks about the hard year barney had had of nor breaking up with him because he cheated on her with robin and then they were both gonna like leave each other and robin's like no i'm gonna stay with kevin and so he was still reeling from that and ted still was reeling from his stuff with zoe and um what's what was, what was going on for his career and so it's like kids you gotta remember we we're in a bad spot and both him and barney decide what would happen if we, as two friends who are straight men, decide to adopt a child together and then, like, you know, how they'd be able to spend that, they take it out and all these women would flock to them and be like, hey, we're single, by the way, and, like, how amazing that would be. And then, like, there's not the drama of, uh, it's like, you don't have to worry about breaking up with the other person and all this sort of stuff. And so it's like, crazy stupid idea and all of this at the same time as marshall and lily were given um 
a house from their grandparents yeah. and they went to go visit it because they thought they were going to sell it. And like, wait, actually, we really love this. We think we're going to move to the suburbs. So it was the episode of them moving to the house and Robin having a freak out session about them moving and Barney and Ted figuring out the how do we raise a kid. The Thanksgiving portion of this took a severe back seat even though it, the whole idea was they were going to go to Marshall and Lily's for Thanksgiving and Robin, not Robin, Barney does show up with a baby at one point. And they're like, how do you, how do you have a baby? And there, there is a really good line about this because earlier in the episode, Barney talks about like, if you live in the cities, you have a guy for everything. I've got a uh, so-and-so guy. I've got a suits guy. I've got a haircut guy. It's like, I even have a guy to help me find guys if I don't have a guy for something. And so when he comes up with a baby, then and he's like, like and, and funnily enough, my guy guy is named guy. <laughs> yes. That, there you go. So yeah. he shows up and Ted's like, how'd you get the baby? He's like, please. I'm like, wait, do you have a baby guy? Did guy help you find a baby guy? <laughs> yeah, like did guy the guy guy give you a baby guy? So I didn't watch the show, but remembering that gag. I, I love that you like like oh I've got something to contribute. My memory <laughs> flared up. I, I don't remember the later, later seasons of How I Met Your Mother that often, and I forgot there was a later episode of Thanksgiving. Why I didn't watch that watch that one for this. Yeah, and it's fine. It's not like oh my gosh, this is so good. Um, but it turns out it is his brother, played by Wayne Brady. It's his yep. his uh, daughter that he adopted. Oh, by the way, also when they thought when Ted thought it was going to be their daughter that they adopted, they wanted to name her Hurricane. So. There's there's that fun thing. And Marsh's like, you named your daughter Hurricane? That's awesome. Yeah. A total guy move. And I think Lily was the one who's like, you can't name a child Hurricane. So that was the episode. Yeah. So are we going back to like friends versus how I met your mother? And like we can because that like you look at it and friends has all these like hit after hit after hit after hit. And mm. how many mothers like, these are just there. Blitz yeah. giving was great. And the other ones are just fine. I even, I mean, I still have splat, splat slaps giving, as I said, <laughs> but even that it doesn't compare. No. I mean, and friends, friends is just a more iconic show. Like I, I'll go back to friends more than I'll go back to How I Met Your Mother, even though I love both shows. There was something I was saying towards the beginning of the episode. I remember now that, you you kind of cut me off and then I just dropped what I was saying and I didn't remember to come back to it. But How I Met Your Mother really is, it's the, the off-brand serial of Friends. It, it wants to live up to the mystique of Friends and it does a lot of things to try and be like Friends. And really where it succeeds is when it tries to do its own thing. Like I said, of the attention to detail because Friends didn't have those that same attention to detail. It didn't have those same callbacks that it would do in other episodes. Like the most that we got of, of this consistency and these callback jokes, looking at just even the Thanksgiving episodes as we see that Chandler has mac and cheese all these years. Like even mm -hmm. in that final season, you see on his plate, he's got mac and cheese. They don't highlight it and they don't make a thing of it because the joke was played out by that point. But like, like, yeah, that's it. He's got his mac and cheese because that's just how his character is, but it's not, the joke and so how i met your mother does a really good job in its in its running gags but it fails in having that like these are just guys that are fun to hang out with you love to watch their dynamics mm -hmm. there's times it's good to watch their dynamics but it's just when you have those six on friends they they really captured something great and all of those actors the casting was just top notch the writing was really good and that even on their off episodes you're like i this is still a comfort show to sit back and watch. Yeah. And I think it always will be, I think it'll go down as one of the great American sitcoms. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's relatable. And that's where like you start mm -hmm. off with the idea, but it just, it nailed at all these different points in the execution of it. Mm -hmm. And that's what you also need. Like you can have a great, you can have a great idea that gets wasted. How many one season shows can we think of that have like really intriguing ideas, but maybe the characters aren't there or the writing isn't top notch or what have you. There's mm -hmm. plenty. I'm like, I wish I could have gotten more from that because I was intrigued by the idea. Or we've talked about heroes. Heroes was a great idea, but after the yeah. first season, the execution fell off a cliff and yeah. friends never did that. Even how about your mother? Like yeah. for how, <laughs> like at its peak it was it was good 
but it never hit friends level. And then even then it still dropped off from there. So, and I know you're not a huge cheers fan, but I think before, before friends cheers had that mantle. It's, it's just a good hangout good. show and the, the, everyone's just hanging out and it's just a great cast. And, and I think at the time, like it, it was right. I, if I'm remembering correctly, cheers ended in 93 and friends started in 94. So it's like, it filled the void right after cheers left. Boom. There's friends. Yeah. And maybe we give so much praise to Friends that Friends probably owes some of its praise to Cheers of that ensemble show where it's mm-hmm. just the comfort show. You know, like you're hanging out with these guys and they're fun to hang out with. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. As we knew was going to happen. It's it's not a competition. <laughs> I don't like we just were looking at both of them. We're like, oh, both these have a lot of Thanksgiving episodes. And since How I Met Your Mother is trying to be Friends. We'll just throw it in the same weight bracket and see what happens. And they exactly. get slapped around. Yep. I didn't even try with the slap thing. I didn't even <laughs> just came I out. Mean, you know, I realized, okay. Cheers ended 93. Friends started 94. Friends ended 04. Office started 05. Yeah. Well, Office is very different from Friends or Cheers. Though. No, I know. But I, as far as great sitcoms, it's like Correct. one rolling into the other. Yeah, there, there definitely is that, like, what's going to feel it? And, and you could also feel it. I remember when Friends came, uh, like, went off the air, there was, like, this panic of, like, we need to fill this. And there's a lot of these, like, you're just trying to be friends. It's it's not a bad thing that producers understand we need to fill the void. Of course they're going to do that. That's just a job of a producer. But when it's just so on the nose, you're like, no, you're you want to be it without the charisma. And you can't do that. Yeah, it's like when they tried Joey. You can't take five of them out and have a great show. Yeah. And I still watch Joey, and I still got some laughs out of Joey because Matt LeBlanc at that point, he was so comfortable in that character. It's fun to watch to do what I did because I watched these Thanksgiving episodes in order in the seasons too. And Matt LeBlanc is the actor that settled into his character the best in in a way. Because like who he was in season one versus who he was in season 10 was – actually pretty different and it's yeah. not just because he got dumbed down but there was a comfortability that matt leblanc adapted to himself that all the other characters they either had that early on or they just kind of t- tailored it a little bit but he just really he seemed like he was learning the acting craft more in season one that he nailed it and got it down by season three and four agreed yeah so well there you go Yep. That's it. Well, um, last week we talked about friends. This week we talked about friends. Guess what we're not talking about next week? We're not gonna talk well, I'm sure we'll 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 dive into it somehow. Guess we who do that. Re- guess who doesn't remember what we're talking about next week? It's me. Well, you'll be surprised. Next week. Oh, you know what? Because it's one of these, we can uh we can give you a heads up because we we've been doing these like we watch an episode of TV and then we talk about it. So oh, now I remember. Yep. Go next ahead. week we are watching. Let me start again for a second. Edit this out. Make me sound like I know what I'm talking about. What are what was the episode? Because I know we're it doing that. The new girl episode. What's it called? That's um, right. The, uh, background the... check. Yes. Okay. Next week we are discussing one of our favorite episodes of TV. I love this episode so much. Uh, from New Girl, the uh, series called or the episode called Background Check. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's so funny. We're gonna do a deep dive into the episode. It's such a great episode, and that's that's a show that lives up to the hype of Friends, where it is that comfortability. You love these characters, and but it does enough that's different, and so. Love yep. New Girl. We need to do more episodes about New Girl. I want to rewatch New Girl again sometime. So I did it like three years ago or so. Okay. Yeah, that's that's a show that I've rewatched a couple times, but I'm like, I need to do this more because that that's a high that's a high show for me. I really enjoy the jokes and the characters, and I don't have it as ingrained in my brain as I do as like The Office or Friends or yeah. even Parks and Rec. All right, so trivia from last week. As I said, we talked about uh, Matthew Perry. So, Brian, you had the trivia question last week. Yep. So, in what episode did Matthew Perry's real life dad, uh, uh, what's his name, something something Perry, uh, appear? <laughs> no, I want to say John, but uh, he was in, in season four. 
the episode's called the one with Rachel with Rachel's new dress, where Rachel is dating Joshua and they're at his parents' house and she's got this like nightgown on uh, because they're gonna go have some fun, and then his parents show up and she tries to play it off like, oh, this is a European dress, and then his, his parents are like, all right, well then we'll all go out to eat and you'll be wearing that. That Joshua's dad in that episode was played by Matthew Perry's actual real life dad. Yep, John Bennett Perry. John Bennett Perry, correct. And this week's trivia is also about a father relationship. We talked about Chris Elliott, who played Lily's dad in How I Met Your Mother. Well, Chris Elliott's real-life daughter also was on How I Met Your Mother in a recurring role. So who did Chris Elliott's real-life daughter play on How I Met Your Mother? Ah. Do you know this? Marshall. Yes. I did not know this. Nope. Yeah, look it up. Oh, that's her? Yeah. No way. Hey, good for her that she didn't get her dad's looks. Exactly. <laughs> oh, nice. Um, I can't remember what pl- what part she played. Like, I know I've seen her in other stuff, but I can't remember what I saw her in in How I Met Your Mother. Yep. Well, tune in next week to find out. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Matt. I'm Brian. I'm reminding you to stay tuned and keep watching.